0: You are listening to Critical Mass, coast-to-coast radio show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: And welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show is brought to you through a partnership of Critical Mass for Business with Renaissance Executive Forums, an international CEO organization committed to helping their members take their businesses to the next level. If you're interested in learning more about Renaissance Executive Forums, then I suggest you visit their website, executiveforums.com. This show is also sponsored by our advertisers, Commercial Bank of California, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Center Club of California, and Renaissance Executive Forums. If you'd like to learn more about our sponsors, then visit our website, business.com Our show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, TalkNet, developing and sending their message of peer learning around the globe. Our guest today is Mary Morris. She is CEO of Virginia 529, and Virginia 529 College Savings Plan is a state agency that helps families tame the tuition monster by saving. We'll be back to interview her After these words from our commercial sponsors.
0: Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation commercial bank of california was founded in 2003 by a group of orange county's finest entrepreneurs to this day our bank is governed by our founders including general william lyon of william lyon homes alex morello of the morello group and frank willie of fidelity national financial to name a few in short we're a bank founded built and run by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member at the IC.
2: Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com. Or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com.
3: Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104.
1: And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our loyal listeners who listen to our radio program as a podcast. In the past month, you've downloaded over 12,000 copies of the radio program, and we appreciate your continued and growing support. If you'd like to listen to the show as a podcast, you can find us on a variety of podcasting sites like Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and our newest podcasting service, Spreaker, which is spelled S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Give me that again, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, Spreaker.com. And so we're very excited that our podcasting network continues to expand and grow of course all of our live show can be heard exclusively here on octalkradio.net spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning all right i'd like to thank our renaissance executive forums partner joe Carey, for bringing mary morris to the show mary is ceo of virginia 529 mary welcome to the program
4: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Let's start by having you explain a little bit more than what I said in the show open about Virginia 529.
4: All right, I'd be happy to. Virginia 529 is the program... In Virginia, obviously, that runs uh, our tax Advantage college savings programs. Um, every state but one has a program. Uh, although I will say that Virginia has the largest uh, five-to-nine program in the country, with about 2.3 million accounts and about $50 billion in assets under management. And. Um, 529 comes from the Internal Revenue Code section that gives us our special tax advantages, and we help families plan and save for higher education um, through these tax advantage programs.
1: How did you, what is your background, Mary? And can you talk to us a little bit about your professional background that kind of led you to being the CEO of Virginia 529?
4: Sure. Well, I'm a lawyer by training, so I practiced law for a number of years. I'm a tax and bond lawyer um, from way back, and uh, I really got involved first with uh, Virginia 529, which at the time was called the Virginia Higher Education Tuition Trust Fund back in the mid-90s when I was in the Attorney General's office, and I was the senior assistant for tax and finance, and they became one of my client agencies. Uh, the Commonwealth and and other states created prepaid programs and right now we have four programs at Virginia 529 one prepaid and three savings programs Um, and most of the states that uh, started started with a prepaid program and so I helped develop that original program through the Attorney General's office in conjunction with the folks that worked here and I went back into practicing law for a couple of years after I was in the AG's office I came back in as the treasurer of Virginia So I I had the privilege of of running the Department of the Treasury for Virginia for a number of years, and I was a board member of Virginia 529 when I did that. Um, I went back into private practice for a number of years and then came back uh, six and a half years ago, I guess, as the CEO of Virginia 529.
1: So you've moved between private industry and public service uh, throughout your career, it sounds like.
4: Right, right, a number of times. I've been back and forth.
1: And you're a licensed uh, lawyer. Where did you get your law degree?
4: Uh, I got my law degree from William and Mary. Really, in Virginia.
1: Well, that's a mm-hmm. what a coincidence! As you, uh, uh, m- <laughs> uh, many in the audience that are loyal listeners know that our the engineer for our show, Paul Roberts, uh, also went to Virginia and Mary seeking a law degree. William Mary, sorry, seeking a law degree, uh, and uh, he loves to talk about that and the great state of Virginia. Even though I mispronounce, I guess how you, other people might pronounce the name of the state, Virginia. <laughs>
4: That's right. You get that little bit of a southern twang in it. I grew up in the D.C. area, so I don't have quite as much of the southern accent, although I'm I'm a a mostly lifetime, long-time Virginia resident, so I do have that, and he did choose well. Williamsburg is one of my favorite places in the world. so.
1: So tell me. Uh, from your professional experience, and I'm sure it's somewhat biased, but the facts speak for themselves. Mary, you said earlier that of all the states that offer the five two nine program, Virginia has the is the largest with the most number of active accounts. Why? Why would you say that's so?
4: Well, I think there are a couple of reasons. One, the states that started early with a prepaid program tend to have. Um, you know, a lot of structure behind them. So, we, you know, we have a very um, active and committed state agency that runs our program. Some states that only have savings programs, they just have less state infrastructure, and I think that that's a strength of ours. Um, we had very flexible legislation, so I credit our General Assembly with giving us uh, good legislation that has allowed us to to be very entrepreneurial. So although we are a state agency, we're also operate very much like a a private organization. We, We consider ourselves a financial services organization that happens to also be an independent state agency of the Commonwealth, and so that's given us some flexibility. And then our partner on our advisor program, and, and I can go into that. I've already mentioned that we have a prepaid program, which is a whole different ballgame, and then three savings programs. One of those, Virginia 529 Invest, is what we call direct sold. Um, you can invest in that directly through Virginia 529, um, but you sort of do it on your own. It's self-directed, and we, we give you a series of options. We also have an advisor sold program, and we offer that in conjunction with our partner, uh, the American Funds. And as I'm sure you know, that's one of the largest mutual fund companies in the country with a very large, uh, you know, broker dealer network and excellent distribution, and that's really what has allowed us to become the largest five two nine program in the country.
1: So Mary, and I'm sorry, I'm talking with Mary Morris. She is CEO of Virginia Five Two Nine. If I heard you correctly, then part of the reason for the success and the size of the program is education of the uh, of the population, access to the variety of programs, and then really a comprehensive set of investing options that parents can choose to use to save for their college for the college expenses of their children
4: that sounds that's very well put that's exactly right
1: okay we have about two minutes until the next commercial break mary so but I, i did want to ask you tell me about the prepaid program as it's different than the savings programs realizing that our audience are ceos of middle market companies across north america many of them obviously have young children that they're saving for their college in a variety of states but help us to understand from your program from your sense your program that's a prepaid program
4: So prepaid, and and one of the things, it may not be um, of as much interest to your listeners because it really is limited to folks who have a tie to Virginia. Either the account owner or the beneficiary has to be a Virginia resident to participate in the prepaid program. That is not true of our three savings programs. Um, Folks from all over the country can participate in the other three programs, and that really has to do with how it was developed. And, And other prepaid programs around the country are the same. There are only 11 open prepaid programs around the country and they tend to be very much state-centric. Um, They're defined benefit program rather than a defined contribution program is the best way to put it. So there's a promise in the prepaid program that we will cover in the future um, tuition and mandatory fees at Virginia public universities for what you pay in today. So we price them. It's a contract. You pay the contract amount, and we promise to pay tuition regardless of what it is in the future. So that's a really nice hedge against tuition inflation for those who can Participate, And it's a very popular program within Virginia. Um, but, again, it is um, also much smaller than our other programs, which are available to folks from all over the country.
1: And you said other states offer prepaid programs for residents or beneficiaries that are in their state as well?
4: Yes. Some do. Now, not all. Again, these started very much as very state-centric programs, the prepays. And, and in fact, um, the federal government, the tax department, challenged the tax-exempt status not only of the savings but of the the entities themselves, even though they were formed by the states. So there was litigation. A a lot of things went into it. And, ultimately, what we ended up with was um, Section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code. The states essentially... Took it to Congress and said, "We need help. We're trying to help our citizens plan and save for college. It is so important. You know, you really need to have a college education or some post-secondary education in today's global economy. It's becoming more and more expensive. And this was back in the '80s that it was becoming more expensive. Unfortunately, that trend has only continued. And so the states wanted to help their citizens, and really felt like the the tax department, the federal tax department, was hindering that. Um, Congress, however, was very supportive. We have." always had terrific bipartisan support um, in Congress for our programs, and so they enacted Section 529. And I'll tell you a little, little secret. Kentucky had a savings program. All the other states that were doing this had prepaid programs. Kentucky had a savings program, and they wanted to be in 529 also. And so when 529 was enacted, it provided for savings and prepaid programs. And the savings programs are... Quite honestly, they're a little bit easier for the states to manage because the state is not sort of on the hook for that future tuition. Um, It's, again, like any other defined contribution plan in the retirement world. You, as an investor, make your decisions. You make your investments. You make your choices. You put in the money that you can, and hopefully it grows over time and does well, and then you use those funds in the future to pay for your higher education. And so when that provision came out in 529, that's when all the other states jumped in. So not all states were willing to put up this prepaid program, but they didn't want to provide something for their citizens. And so we have as I said, every state in the in the union um, and the District of Columbia have some type and some size of 529 program. Um, the only one that doesn't is Wyoming, but they have a deal with Colorado to um, to offer the program to their citizens. So, you know, and, and, and that's the reason that states are involved. So it's a long-winded story, but the prepaid programs and the fact that these things started with the states is the reason that states are involved. And I think it becomes a strength of them because they're not just another financial product. Every state is very much vested in... Um, enhancing financial literacy in bringing in low and moderate income families and really helping you know the, the the rising tide, you know, raises all boats. Kind of a theory that we want all of our citizens to have access to these programs to get started and have something saved for higher education to help their kids understand how important it is. And uh, and so that's where the state involvement in five comes from. And I think it's it's really been a strength of the program.
1: Well, that you gave a lot of great information. I learned quite a bit in in that answer to that question. And I'm sure our audience. Uh, it, like with me it's opened me up for some other questions that i'd like to follow up but I, mary i need to take our next commercial break i'm speaking with okay. mary, <clears throat> mary morris she is ceo of virginia 529 and we're going to come back and when we come back we're going to talk about saving for college and how much it costs so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen this is critical mass coast to coast radio show on OC octalkradio.net
6: If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business.
2: And let's give a shout-out to our sponsor for these shows, Renaissance Executive Forums, where CEOs and business owners go to take their companies to the next level. Right now there's over a thousand CEOs who meet monthly with other CEOs to make better decisions and improve their businesses, to brainstorm and learn from each other. If any of that sounds appealing, there's only one place to go. Visit executiveforums.com. That's executiveforums.com. And
1: and now back to Rick and his guest. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. As Paul said, I am your host, Rick Franzi. Mary Morris, CEO of Virginia 529, is our featured guest on today's program. If you'd like to reach top decision makers, CEOs of middle market companies who are listening to our radio show either live today or as a podcast, you know, future in the future as a podcast, then advertising on our radio show may be the right vehicle. Each month, we deliver highly focused impressions for our advertisers with this select demographic. Last month, we delivered over 37,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions. And if you'd like to learn more and maybe become an advertiser, I would encourage you to contact our VP of Sales, Rose Chamora. Her phone number is on the website, and I would encourage you to give her a call and talk about advertising on Critical Mass Radio Shows. Mary, you know that Mary Morris, as I said, is the CEO of Virginia 529, and she's our guest. Joe Carey of Renaissance Executive Forums brought you to our attention, and I was so excited to have you on a program because I have a son who just graduated last Friday from Pepperdine with a law degree, and it's shocking to me, Mary, the cost at which it is to get a law degree. I don't know if Pepperdine is expensive or if it's kind of relatively the same price for any place you go You know, to get a law degree. I don't know how parents today, or my son when he gets married, will be able to plan for and save properly given how college expenses have escalated far past the you know cost of living even. Can you explain how your programs can help? parents feel a little more comfortable that they're doing the right thing for saving money for their children's education
4: well i'll try and you are right it it is disconcerting uh the increases I, i think there are ways to make college affordable and i think families really need to think about what's realistic for them and uh and part of what we do in addition to helping families save you know we are about increasing accounts and increasing assets because that helps our our customers, obviously. But we also spend a lot of time on financial literacy and talking about ways um, to make it manageable also. Obviously, starting to save early and and is collecting um, as much as you can helps but also thinking about if you want to go on to law school and you have limited resources, you know, you haven't done the savings, uh, you know, it's just not possible, think about starting a community college. You know, get those first two years under your belt, um, living at home maybe and at a much less uh, costly school and then finish up at maybe your dream school or the public school. And, and know that you're saving towards going to law school, which is going to be more expensive. Uh, by and large, that is in fact true. You know, even public universities uh, generally charge close to the same thing for um, in-state and out-of-state students when you get into law school and medical school and you know other types of graduate schools. Um, whereas there's still a pretty big differential usually in undergraduate education between the cost at your state school and, uh, and for those who are out-of-state students. So you need to think about that. Um, you know, Think about whether you have a student who's going to be able to get merit-based aid. Uh, some smaller private schools have more merit aid than um, bigger private schools, better-known private schools, or even public schools. So you know, we, we, we give information on all of those things. And then, again, just start early. Think about saving. It is, uh, you know, costs about half uh, what it costs to take out a loan and pay it back to just save it in advance. So the earlier you start, um, be methodical about it. You know, get started early and try to put, even if it's ten dollars a month, through an automatic, you know, ACH transaction, a recurring debit from your bank account that's something that will build up and over time maybe you can put more in so just be consistent, uh, be methodical, put something in every paycheck if you can Um, and then ask friends and family to help That's one of the things that 529s really are talking about a lot these days is, uh, you know, taking a village to help you with planning for higher education. So um, 529 Day is coming up next Thursday, May 29th. It's National 529 Day. It's a day we try to raise awareness all around the country about 529 programs. And, you know, I would love if everyone would say, okay, every 529 Day, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, friends, family, Put a couple of bucks into your loved one's 529 account to help them save for higher education. Um, and birthdays and holidays and sweet 16s and uh, you know, graduations are also great times for gifts to that 529 account to help it grow.
1: That's interesting, Mary. And, uh, and I did not know that May 29th is National 529 Day, but after you say it, that makes perfect sense, right? As you're talking, I'm thinking maybe for young couples that get married as a as a wedding gift maybe they should start seeking donations towards their children's college education because i don't know how a family on a a limited income or even a middle class family or even an upper middle class family can save enough to possibly put their kids through school in in 18 years from now even if they uh, use some cost savings ideas if they also think they may want to go on and get a graduate degree the number's what do you think the cost do you see projections for where college tuition will be in say ten years from now?
4: Well, you know, we do. Uh I try not to focus on them, and I actually don't. That's one of the few facts I don't keep in my head. That's
1: fine. Because
4: honestly, we try not to focus families so much on how much it's going to be because that tends to create paralysis. People think it's <laughs> yeah. so hard. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't even think about it. Why if even I'm try? Not going
1: to. Right.
4: So, you know, to me, it's like just do what you can do you know, do as much as you can do for as long as you can do it and then see where you are and, and take the temperature. You know, every couple of years, if you work with a financial advisor, talk to them about it. You know, what's a realistic goal? What can you truly set aside? And, and what's the best place to put it? You know, what's your risk aversion? What are, what are your options? Take a look at different 529 programs. You know, take a look at the costs of them and do what you can do. That's the most important part because if I you agree. don't do anything, I guarantee you're not going to be able to afford it. If you've at least, Thinking about it and planning, there are things that can be done. And again, for the lower-income families, low, moderate, again, some private schools have a lot of merit aid. You know, you can actually earn a fair amount of money and not pay the what I call the rack rate for that school. Hmm. Um, You know, so it it really depends on your circumstances. And if you have more than one child in school, um, your expected family contribution—that's the EFC. Expected family contribution on the dreaded FAFSA, um, federal um, application for federal, um, I can't remember what it is, but the federal financial aid calculation. Student aid, yeah. Um, You know, all that goes in. So, you know, I I think don't worry quite so much about what it's going to cost in the future. Just, Just worry about doing what you can do now and talking to your kids and being realistic. You know, sometimes if, if, uh, if your kids know or if you know that you want to go into a field where you are not realistically going to be able to make enough money to pay back the student loans, then don't take out the student loans. You mm-hmm. know, or go to a school that's not as expensive. So, you know, some of that factors in. But, you know, the, truly there's, there's a, a – I, I, I never like to use the word crisis. But, uh, you know, student loan debt right now exceeds credit card debt in this country. It's over a trillion dollars. We really want to flip the calculus with five two nine programs. We yes. want to have a trillion dollars invested in 529 plans and have student loan debt be you know some some much lower number um, so that 's really what we 're working towards but um, it, and it, it, you're right. you 're know, right i think you 're focused on on graduate school because you have one that 's just coming out, but that 's really where we see students racking up the student loans. It is. You know, a lot of families can can figure out how to pay for undergraduate school and and get out with relatively modest debt. And then it is just so much more expensive to go to graduate school that that does tend to be where uh, where the debt uh, comes from. And I just think you have to really be cautious and figure out if you are going to realistically be able to pay that back in the future, uh, you know, based on the income and in and, and your family circumstances. So yeah, that was... um, it, it is a concern. But if you've been able to fund your undergraduate, then you're going to be a little bit, more able to take on some debt if you have to for graduate school so you know i don't ever say that debt it's not it's not a bad word it's not that some of it isn't okay or manageable but but try to limit it as much as possible, and you know use savings, use work study, um, merit-based scholarships. You know anything that you can to make it more affordable.
1: So l- let's talk about investing options. CEOs of middle market companies are listening to this show, and they're saying, "Okay, I have children, and they're very ages, or maybe I don't have any children yet, but I, uh, I'm planning on it, and so I got to save money." Um, right. Five two nines are a, an option. So just quickly, Mary, give give us give our audience a sense for. What are the primary uh, savings tools that parents are using, you know, including 529s? Because then I want to say, okay, now compare and contrast Virginia's 529 with other states. But before we get there, at least lay the field out for the, our audience on what their choices are for investment vehicles for, you know, tax-deferred college savings.
4: Okay, I'll do that. But first I will say, you know, you were right. You can open up an account for yourself before you have kids, and then you can transfer the beneficiary when you do have children. So if you're really smart and get started early, that is absolutely an option. Um, So your investment options, again, depends on where you are, how many years you have until um, your kids are going to be going to college, and, and your risk tolerance because there are all kinds of options available in the different 529 programs around the country depending on those factors. So in Virginia, as I said, we have one that I'll just sort of take to me is the one that's best for a family with a child approaching or in college, and that's our college wealth program. And all that is is a tax-advantaged, high-yield, FDIC-insured bank account. Now, I don't think that's necessarily the right investment unless you are really risk-averse, if you have a one-year-old, but it's an option that we provide and you know that you are protecting your principal, we actually have a 2% um, yield on our college wealth account, which I don't think you can find anyplace else in the country. So, um, you know, it's not too bad for a bank savings account. Then our invest program, that is our direct program. It is a multi-manager strategy. um, And most 529 plans really focus on probably 70% of our uh, customers are in what are called age-based evolving portfolios, target date funds. Again, you think about the retirement world. They are target date funds. They become more conservative automatically. Um, in Virginia, it's every three years. We rebalance and we, we take it down to a, um, a, a less volatile, we hope, uh, investment strategy. So we start with an 80-20 equity fixed income mix in our portfolio. Um, some of it's passively managed. Some of it is active. And that's my, my board, my investment advisory committee, and our investment consultant develop those strategies and select the managers for uh, for those investments. And Virginia is a little bit different than some states in that we have um, high-yield fixed income in our portfolios, we use emerging market debt and equity, and we have a global REIT um, along with traditional um, you know, large-cap domestic equity, international equity, and um, core fixed income in those age-based portfolios. And then every three years, ultimately you get to when the children are approaching college age, They'll be at 100% fixed income, and that ultimately transitions to 100% stable value while they're in college so that you preserve principal and and whatever earnings you have. And we also have some standalone portfolios. Um, And then we have some non-evolving but um, diversified portfolios that are sort of life strategy funds. Um, We have one that we call aggressive, moderate, and conservative. And, again, that's just the, the difference between what the equity and fixed income mix is um so that's a lot
5: let me well
1: yeah yeah, let me just let me let me ask you a question mary because what what i've seen sometimes with choice becomes a little bit of confusion right when you have options you get a little bit overwhelmed the the idea here is you you're within the 529 program your state has created multiple investment vehicles based on strategy and age how does a how does a A person in Wyoming who may want to use the Virginia program, assuming they can, how do they learn more about which of the options is right for them? Is that through their own personal wealth advisor or is that by contacting the state and working directly with the state of Virginia and and your organization?
4: So great question and both. So for anybody that works with a financial advisor, and, again, that can be a broker, that could be your lawyer, that could be your accountant, you know, there are different, different ways and folks who could probably give you some assistance. Um, that's a great place to start. There are also two excellent websites that give um, folks uh, a very unbiased view of different 529 programs and, and, and give you some tools to compare and contrast different states' programs. Collegesavings.org, that's maintained by the College Savings Plans Network, which is an organization that's comprised of virtually every 529 plan in the country is a member of that organization, and they have some really nice um, tools that help you compare one state's program versus another. So, for example, I always tell folks, you know, anyone from around the country can participate in Virginia 529, and we have customers from all over the country. However, you should always look at your state's plan first because there may be some special tax advantages or other advantages to being in your state's program. Um, if that's not the case, you know, then you sort of open up what you're looking. Or if the advantage doesn't outweigh what you see as the benefits of another state's program, then you're perfectly willing to or free to go into them. The other good website is savingforcollege.com. Savingforcollege.com. Just, just written out just like it sounds. Again, a lot of um, information about 529 plans, some comparison tools, and information on plans across the country. And then, you know, go to your state's plan um, to get started. So for uh, in Virginia, it's virginia529.com. If you run a search for 529 plan, you know, you'll get a whole host of, of options of, of, of things to read and to look at to evaluate the plan. Um, a number of states use um mostly Vanguard options, which are great options. We use some Vanguard funds within our strategies, but we also have um, some other managers as well. You know, it's cost is your primary driver, then you know you may want to look at some of those plans. Uh, you know, Virginia, we think we have a, a very low cost ratio in our invest program, um, but it's not the lowest in the country, I'll tell you that. It just depends on whether you like our investment strategy. Um, and we have lots of information on you know, how we make those decisions. Our uh, performance is out there, so you can go, uh, again, you can find performance at collegesavings.org. And each state's program, you can look at, um, you know, the very particular performance in the portfolios that you're interested in. You can see um, who our managers are. You know, we really try to be very transparent and not overwhelm people with information, but give them some tools to help them make a good decision uh, for them.
1: It really sounds like, Mary, it's never too late to start saving for your children's education even if you haven't started it before they were born with with strategies that got some money saved the 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 real idea here is a little bit is better than nothing and the longer you have to save with the right plan based on your tolerance risk it could actually end up being uh, enough to pay for the entire education with the surplus if you do it correctly is that is that not true
4: that's absolutely right. You know, it really just—it it depends. It depends on your discipline. It depends on when you get started. But um, it's always going to help to have some savings. And I can't tell you how many people have told us that you know they didn't have everything, but they got a little bit, and that covered the books, and that was the difference. You know, they they maybe got scholarships and they got financial assistance. Uh, you know, we have Pell Grant eligible families who have five two nine accounts, and you know even if you've got scholarships, it may not cover everything. And for uh, you know a more challenged family, um, having a couple of thousand dollars, $500 in an account is going to help. So, you know, you really can't discount. There's also research um, from several different studies, one coming out of uh, Washington University that shows that a child that has any, even small amounts of college savings set aside for them are seven times more likely to actually attend college than the kids that don't. Oh, and I know that has something to do with the, those are families that value education, that have conversation with, conversations with their kids about finishing high school and going on to college. But, it, you know, it's all a part of that. And that's what we really work for in 529 plans around the country is to get families having that conversation, thinking about what the kids want and what you want for your kids in the future, and then working towards that goal and and having some savings, even if it's a little bit, can really make a difference in attainment of higher education, which is another issue that we have in this country, is is really getting more kids into college and finishing college.
1: Mary, I wasn't planning to uh, turn this into a a Q&A session about the 529 program only, but the way you answered that question begs another question I have to ask you, which is what if you save all this money in the 529 program, and then for whatever reason the child that you were saving it for decides not to go to college?
4: Well, so there are a couple of things, um, and there can be a downside, so I don't want to not point that out. Um, if you pull the money out and you don't use it for qualified higher education expenses, uh, you do pay tax on the gain, which makes sense, and there is the potential for a 10% penalty on the earnings. So um, that's something to be aware of. But you can transfer the beneficiary. So if you have another sibling, if you've saved for one or you know, maybe you can't save for all of them, you can transfer – the benefits to another beneficiary. Um, you can hold on to them. If the child gets a scholarship, then you pull the money out, there's not a penalty. You do pay interest on the earnings, but you don't have a penalty. Same thing if the, uh, you know, the child um, suffers a disability um, or is deceased, then you don't have any penalties. So there is there some flexibility there. Uh, but you can transfer it to any other family member, so that can go sort of um, across the family tree, um, up and down. So uh, hmm. you know, a parent could use it themselves to go back and get some additional training. You can hold on to it and just wait and see, because sometimes you know, they may not be ready to go at 18, but at 22 they may decide, you know, I'm really tired of feeling like I'm not going to be able to progress in this world unless I get some education, so I'm going to take some classes. And remember, you don't have to enroll in a four-year, bricks-and-mortar, you know, full-time program. You can use a 529 uh, account for a variety of training programs, um, you know, certificate programs, community college. So uh, there generally are ways to spend the money um, and hopefully that will happen. I will also tell you, I don't know when it will happen, if it will happen, but we're going to work hard for it. Um, we are trying in, through the College Savings Plans Network and the College Savings Foundation, those are the two national organizations of 529 plans, to um, get a provision through Congress that would allow a family that has money locked up at the end of, of a pretty long period of time. To roll that into a Roth IRA, oh, that doesn't exist today, but that's something that we're working on because we don't want families to be afraid to save, thinking that they're going to then be stuck with you know with taxes and a penalty that they didn't anticipate. So
1: that's a um, There's a lot idea. of
4: flexibility now, and and we're working to build in even more in well, the future.
1: Okay, Mary, I was ready to end it. Matter of fact, it, it, my engineer is telling me it's time <laughs> to go. But you you brought up a, a question, and and, and so I, I have I guess two quick thoughts. And then, and then we'll end critical mass coast-to-coast. We're talking with Mary Morris. She is CEO of Virginia 529. If one of our listeners has money in a, a 529 with a different state, is that transferable to Virginia?
4: Yes, absolutely. So you can roll over, and there are no tax consequences. Again, very similar to uh, what people are used to with retirement plans. Okay. You can roll over. You can pull it out as long as you reinvest it within 60 days. In another 529 plan, you don't have any adverse consequences.
1: And if someone wants to learn more specifically about your program in Virginia, what's the website you would ask them to go to?
4: Virginia529.com. We try to make it as easy as we can. So Virginia529.com. will get you there. Lots of information. You can link to the College Savings Plans Network website from there as well, so you can get more information about other states' programs by going to Virginia529.com.
1: Mary Morris, CEO of Virginia 529, I want to thank you for being a friend of the Critical Mass Coast-to-Coast radio show and a member of the Renaissance Executive Forums community. Thank you for sharing a bit about what you know about this very valuable savings program and opportunity for parents to save for their children's education.
4: Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to um, to give out so much information. We want everyone in the country to know about 529
1: plans. Have a good day. Thank you all right that was mary morris ladies and gentlemen ceo of virginia 529 i hope you found that conversation interesting we'll be right back here on critical mass coast to coast after these words from our commercial sponsors
5: there's something positive about the word
1: up when things
5: are looking good they're looking up when someone's down you cheer them up so how do you move up Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up.
1: Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Welcome back to this edition of critical mass coast to coast radio show as i said at the open this show is really through a partnership of critical mass for business with renaissance executive forums as a ceo peer group organization where they're totally committed to taking, helping their members take their businesses to the next level. They have over a thousand members in their international network, probably in the city where you're living today. Certainly in Virginia area, where Joe Carey is leading multiple CEO peer groups for and with Renaissance Executive Forums in the greater Richmond area. If you're interested in learning more about what a CEO peer group might do for you, and how Joe Carey and Renaissance Executive Forums in particular might be able to help you improve the business performance and take your business to the next level, visit executiveforums.com. You'll see on the home page that you can select what is called a forum leader. Click down there, find Joe Carey's name. It will bring up Joe Carey's specific information and allow you also to contact him if you'd like to learn more directly from Joe himself. I'd like to again thank Joe for bringing Mary to the program. She was an excellent guest. I'm sure many of you in our listening audience have children that are planning to go to college or in college or you have grandchildren that are thinking about college. It's never the wrong time to start saving for one of your children's education or grandchildren's education. And it sounds like from the Virginia program, there are many options there for you to consider to help save in the right kind of venue. So this is Critical Mass. I'd like to thank our advertising sponsors who make this show possible. I'd also like to thank our engineer for today's show, Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Asia Celestino is our marketing strategist. Melissa Padani does our social media work. As I mentioned earlier, Rose Chamor is our VP of sales. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. I hope that this show was valuable and that until the next time we speak, all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You've been listening to the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show, Orange County's only talk radio show dedicated to featuring nonprofit organizations and their leader. With your host, Richard Franzi.